welcome back. And uh, apparently, when we last left off, we were um, had just planar ported. Is that what you guys have been calling it? Planar ported mm-hmm. um, back into Andrew's lab. Planar, yeah, planar ported. Planar portation. Planar portation back into Andrew's lab uh, with Marin in tow this time. Uh, hopefully, in a helpful mood, or at least in in helpful abilities that he wasn't last time. Um, and you are high on the ceiling. Um, currently trapped in a um, cage of sorts that is keeping you suspended high on the ceiling. Uh, and then Marin used the key, I believe, and mm-hmm. unlocked the cage, allowing you to walk um, through the cage that would have had you trapped there. Um, and he hung the key up on an invisible hook on the ceiling. And you are all currently standing upside down on the ceiling of Marin's lab. Are there any other things we should talk about before we get started? Um, during the break, we retconned sort of that Ellie asked Aiden about whether he saw something similar to the pillar and all that in the sewers. Mm-hmm. He said, not specifically, but there's like some secret room somewhere. We should check it out. But then it turned into a shopping list. So Z, <laughs> if there is anything that you would like Aiden to uh, inspect or pick, well, I don't know about pick up because it, if it requires payment, he may not have the money, but look for for you while he's in the little market area near Helm's Hall. Aurora's is there. There's uh, the general store. There's uh, the, a clothing I'm, store. Yeah, mostly fabrics. Mostly tarts. I could use some fabrics, but tarts. I've been low on tarts. Yep, he would certainly be able to find those. Okay. It's hard to taunt successfully without a tart. Yes, taunt tarting or tart taunting requires tarts. So we will add amongst all the other things we asked for, um, cloth and tarts, if that's hopefully in the area. Mostly the tarts. Cloth, I think I could probably get at the temple. Yeah. Okay. Just tarts. Tarts are definitely. I mean, I don't know how much money he has left, but I'm sure he has money for tarts. I feel like they're not that expensive. Um, you gave him like 200 gold and when you turned him loose on the city. <laughs> 500 gold when you turned him loose on the city. Hopefully sure. he can afford a few tarts. I think, yeah, I think I gave him, I think it was 500. It was 500. 500. That's what I remember. He's a teenager. It's gone. <laughs> well, inflation, you know, everything's so expensive. No, but you haven't asked him what he's done with it yet, so you don't know how much money he had. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I mean, it's not going to be me who remembers, so. Well, it's it's certainly not going to be me, let's be honest. So, um, at any rate, but yes, he he is on that little shopping trip of sorts, um, among other things. He is, well, he looks for some damson. He's looking for some damson, um, and he's just having a grand old time. Uh, just for the record, though, I didn't actually convey it in the chat. Um, he sounds great. Like, he sounds extraordinarily happy. Um, for whatever reason you can you can ask him if you want to um but other than that we had um there were some other things going on uh barrett had asked um renair to check in on a sewers guild of sorts um to see if there was any information there um that is underway and can play out whenever um I think that was that was everything except there was one last thing that um, Barrett had brought up and I want to make sure and address it really quickly. 
that is here, I think. Um, the ant. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm gonna. Um, so Barrett had asked about um, Anders' aunt, who um, was presumably part of this history. Um, Marin, I don't know. When, when would you like to have asked that question? Um, so I was thinking whenever he was, when we were having the sad moment and he was bringing up all the stuff about Ander uh-huh. um, and how at the end Ander was really not himself, but he was actually making progress. He was, you know, doing these amazing things, but he was doing it all by himself. Right. Had Travis been smart enough, but Barrett would probably at that point have said, well, it was the two of you working together, even though maybe you don't remember it. But we heard from uh, Erky that maybe there was another person involved some way, shape, or form. And Ander may have referred to her as his aunt, and she knew a lot of information. So I think that's where Barrett would have brought it up if Travis would have figured it out to bring it up. Okay. Um, well, that is not where we are right this minute. We're here in um, Ander's lab. So um, there, there is definitely information about that to be had. And we'll we'll get to it at some point, um, okay. but it's nothing that would necessarily impact what's about to happen. So, okay. Um, and if it does, I'll make sure that that you're aware. Um, yeah. Anything else that we need to talk about? Oh, we are in the wrong room, though. Oh, I probably put you in the wrong room. Yeah. No, all of our tokens were here from previous. Oh, okay. Things. Oh yeah, because I didn't know we were going to this. <laughs> what am I trying to? I do? mean, of course you did. You were checking. I, mean, to I see did. It. Right. Yeah. Just making sure you guys were keeping up. We'll do it that way. How long ago in game has it been since we've been in this place? Like it's um, been less than a 10 day, right? It's been four days. Four days. Okay. Four days since we were last here. Okay. We've been busy. Yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> okay. So back to the present time, you are um, on the ceiling in a room in Anders lab, a room that you have been to. Uh, only four days ago. Uh, obviously, nothing much has changed, at least not that you can see from where you are. And um, Marin is with you. Um, what would you like to do? First things first for Z. Yes? Uh, Z would like to call everyone's attention and say, now, I'll try not to get dizzy. And he's going to do a flip on the ceiling. Nice. Okay. So, um, interesting point. As you do that, Z... Uh- um, jumping from, I don't think this is the first time you've jumped on the scene. So I think you would, you would know this, but it is probably the first time everybody's really been at a point where they could watch it happen. Um, uh-huh. all of you would see Z jump down, um, and do the flip. But as soon as he gets, you know, the further away he gets from where you are, um, the slower he moves, and he's able to complete a number of flips before slowly coming back up to the scene, um, almost as if for a moment he was suspended without gravity. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Marin would, Marin would absolutely applaud needing the distraction um, and appreciating the distraction. So how do we get down, I say, or up, down? <laughs> down. How do we get down from up here? Um, Marin would, would respond. I think, um, I think we just follow Z's example. Uh, you'll, you'll understand, uh, everybody just take a leap. And when you feel like you should be returning to the ground, don't. 
and he would take off. He would literally just jump as high as he can. And as you watch, he goes up, 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 and then slowly begins going down toward the ground. Um, as he goes down, he literally flips over and is able to land on his feet. And when you say that, you're saying 200 feet down, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And he would wave up at you. I've got Featherfall handy just in case things go awry. Oh, I say when in Anders' lab, do as the Blackwoods do, and Barrett leaps. Okay. Um, I need you to make a wisdom check, please. First roll of the night, 13. Nice. Um, so you make it about halfway, Barrett, and then um, just it just suddenly, for some reason, feels wrong. It doesn't feel like... Um, a sense of nervousness kicks in or a, not really fear, um, like being afraid, but, but certainly a sense of nervousness that something's not going to work. Um, and just as you start to have that doubt, that feeling, um, you've essentially returned back to the, and mm. Ander, Ander from below would, would yell up, Mary. you have to really believe it's going to work. Think of a wonderful thought. A Any Mary little thought? No, Ellie, I hate that book. <laughs> oh, that's definitely not Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She probably hasn't even that... read that book. Okay, well, uh, I'll try jumping. Ooh, do I get to roll for Stout trying to? Uh, I feel like he would just, well, he would just pinwheel. Just to things out, he'll just spiral in the nothing. Um. <laughs> So I will say, um, yes, you absolutely can go ahead and roll. And it's a wisdom check, yeah? Yeah, just a check, not a saving throw, just a check. Okay. We're going to roll stouts first because he's grumpy. His is going to be Our... a disadvantage for a couple of reasons. For, for stouts or for mine? Stouts. Okay, good. Stout just rolled a nat 20. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, he's going to get a 14. No, he didn't. 15, yeah. 15. So um, as Stout makes the leap and and begins flying, he essentially spends a, a moment in the middle just kind of circling and doesn't appear to be going up or down. Um, although his wings are flapping in the direction that should take him technically down, mm -hmm. he gets the draft that pushes him back up and basically comes back up to you um, and looks um, for the first time unsure like Stout normally looks grumpy and is sure he's grumpy, but right now he looks a little bit confused. Gotcha. Who would like to try next? Don, are you going to go give it a shot? Yeah, I'll just, he'll just clamp his little talons into part of my shoulder armor. And then am I rolling straight or disadvantage? Or... Rolling straight. Okay. So I'm going to roll a 16. 16 is enough to get you where you're going. Um, okay. And as you, you make that leap, Stout just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, digs in, um, having no faith that you guys are going to make it where you're supposed to go. Um, but it's a very strange feeling. Somewhere in the middle, there's a true sense of literal weightless. Um, and you kind of get the sense that now you're you're very confident that you're going to make it to the bottom because Marin did. Um, that right here, you could probably choose to go one way or the other if you wanted to. Mm. Um, but choosing to head down, you land yes. on. Uh, and the rest of you can make that same roll whenever you're ready um but at advantage now that you've seen it successfully done oh, ellie will be like come on barrett you read that book about jumping and then she'll jump yeah, barrett got a 20 this time okay good deal ellie got a 16 good enough it's a wisdom check yeah wisdom check at advantage and oh um 16 <laughs> 
Uh, Z, you do not need to roll, make the check. You can choose to go whichever direction you go. Uh, uh, thank God. Very bad rolls. Um, but happy. Yeah, no need for Z. Z's comfortable. watching everyone else do it. Z is comfortable weightless. So, all right. So at any rate, everybody ends up back on the floor. Um, Marin is um, probably for the first time since you've seen him uh, visibly happy. Like there's there's a bit of a giggle and smile on his face um, just watching you all deal with something so simple and trivial um, and kind of enjoying yourself, especially after Z. Um, you know, it, it, there's a moment of kind of a glint in his eye that you haven't seen since you've been back. Well, here we are. Where, what would you like to see? What, what can we, what should we do? Well, there is a room to the south none of us could get into. A lab of some sort? I think we mentioned it before. You're talking about the big one. Yeah. Um, sure. We we can go there. That's yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so everybody's heading down to the the mirrored wall. I assume. Yep. Do we pass a uh, uh, a swirling void? A swirling something? Oh, that's north. The that pool of magic. North. Yeah. Close by that's up north. The north room. Just right oh, here. Okay. Um the room to the north of where you were if you wanted to go there first. I know. That's not important. All right. Um, So you watch as Marin pulls out a very small um, dagger, almost, uh, dagger is probably a strong word. Uh, It's just a very small, maybe almost like a pocket knife kind of blade um, and puts a little prick in his thumb and um, wipes his thumb on the frame and the frame does what it's supposed to do um and he is able to turn around essentially uh and he he says everyone kind of get close to me and as he does so he walks um toward the wall and in doing so we'll say i don't know ellie glances over her shoulder um and you can see ellie everyone walking toward the mirror so something's going on to completely distort this room but the next thing you know you are all in the lab um you didn't see any walls move. You didn't see any teleportation magic. You didn't walk into the mirror, which is how the rest of the images would work. Um, it just allowed you access into this room. So we will move you all. There you go. Okay. Uh, the room that you find yourself in is incredibly elaborate, although seems worn. Um, the floors are painted mosaics, just absolutely stunningly beautiful from multiple patchworks of cultures put together um and the the floor itself is is a moment i mean it, it's something to observe um walking in there lots of color lots of um what was probably once vibrant vibrant tile work um all of it is is a little bit faded a little bit worn now as if it has come from perhaps a ruin of a um, a structure that was once ornate uh, just to quickly get you around the room, there are some braziers at the corners. One, two, three, four. There's a huge statue of what appears to be from this distance, some sort of minotaur figure. I say minotaur figure. It doesn't look exactly like a minotaur. Um, what it does look like is something you don't want to mess with. So whoever put it there, obviously put it there for a reason. And there's one to the north and to the south. In this area up here on the north is a, um, a celestial body sort of contraption. Um, this is probably the the third one now. I think that you've seen that's that's pretty sizable. It's 
got some similarities to what is in the center of Blackstaff Tower, um, and it has some similarities to what you saw in Silverhand's Tower, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but this one is is much simpler than what you've seen in the past, and seems to um, seems to be very focused on three bodies: a sun figure. Um, a planet of some sort and a moon of some um, all moving around a central. Sorry, what was that? You said a, a sun, a planet, and a what? Moon. Okay, thank you. Um, to the south is, um, from this distance at any rate, what can only be described as some sort of ball of magic. Um, it's colorful, it's popping, it's light. Uh, and then every now and then it kind of fades out a little bit and comes back. That's here. Um, in the center, just north of that, is um, a large uh, offering table, maybe is a good word for it. I don't know. Um, it's a structure of some sort. It's unclear what the usage would be, but it's all lit up um, with glowing magic that looks like it has just been on since since forever. Like it just hasn't been. Um, it didn't just poof into life or anything like that. And then over here um is a table with a couple more lamp braziers around it keeping everything lit and um yeah the table is there for you to explore uh the use you, you said the celestial body thing so it's a sun planet and a move moving sorry a sun planet and a moon moving around a was it the ball of magic that it's moving around or was it moving around something else um none of it's actually moving now it's all set perfectly still right now um and the the ball of magic is for much further to the south that's down here so it's it is a sun a moon and a planet and they are all movable oh movable okay sorry because it got cut off i didn't hear what the word was. they're ar- they're centered around kind of a, a structure in the middle that's holding everything together but they're not current then are those six pillars yeah those are just pillars yep okay Sorry, which, okay, wait, which is this, is the planet, sun, moon thing, and then which is the ball of magic? Planet, sun, moon thing is here. Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Okay. And then the ball of magic is the gobstopper at the bottom there. That's the one. Gotcha. Yeah, for real. So, Marin, you want to give us a tour of the place? Tell Uh, us what we're looking at? I'll certainly tell you what I can. Uh, I don't even really know all of the things are in here. Um. Andrew didn't really explain everything to me, but I know a few of the things for sure. Uh, and he would point first to the the celestial um, sculpture. Uh, he would have no hesitation walking over there and starting to move the, the bodies around. All three of them move completely independent of one another. Uh, they also move virtually in every direction. So they can spin um, vertically, horizontally, and basically take any position uh, in theirs. And as he kind of moves them around, it's it's pretty clear he doesn't, he's not moving them to a specific spot. Um, he's more moving them out of a sense of, um, you know, kind of just making it move, just enjoying what it looks like. Um, and he gets a little wistful as, as he talks to you about it. Ander spent uh, a lot of time in front of this. I, now, of course, I understand it's... Um, representation of the planet on which we sit uh, i think based on what i know from from the battle um where we lost blackstaff 
I'm, I'm fairly certain he was using it to calculate an eclipse. It, I don't know if he ever succeeded, um, but perhaps he was trying to find another one since the one we, the one we witnessed didn't do whatever it was supposed to do. Um, but he would spend hours just standing here, turning the spheres, trying to, I assume, determine when, when another one might be or how to create one. I'm, I'm not really sure. Any questions for Marin about such a thing? Um, oh, many. Um, and I, I don't want to obligate you to questions. We can certainly um, answer them whenever you want, but I, I don't want to move on if anybody got burning questions. At some point, Barrett's going to go over and check out that globe being a navigator. Okay. He, uh, he would be fascinated by the idea that all of these stars, I mean, obviously it's not all the stars and whatever, but just the idea that he could see a three-dimensional representation of something that he's built a two-dimensional, you know, off of his own just two-dimensionalness um, would be roll, fascinating to him. Roll an investigation check, please, Barrett. And no, you can't switch to passive on this one. Okay, I was just going to ask. <laughs> well, apparently he's just too fascinated. Six. Six, okay. Um, so the um, a couple of things you do notice about the sphere in front of you. There, there is definitely a part of it that matches Barrett's knowledge of navigation of sea. So I don't think it would take too long for Barrett to piece together that um, very much, of, at least a portion of this, is real and accurate. Um, but then there are other parts that just seem wrong. Um, having traveled the extensive amount that, that Barrett has traveled, you know, there, there are places that seem, eh, I don't remember that being there, or I thought the coast was a little further away from this, that sort of thing. So, um, so it is definitely a representation of where you are. Um, the fact that it's a sphere, would probably be an interesting perspective, I think, for Barrett. Um, but there are definitely parts of it that don't seem accurate. So he would he would at least be able to identify that it wasn't entirely correct. Okay. Uh, Marin, is there a, a, a temporal piece to this? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, most of the time, he just moved these around. Occasionally, he did stand in the center. Um, and when he stood in the center, he seemed to be concentrating on something. Uh, I don't know what, and he never really explained it to me. Um, even as I look at this, I don't, and he puts his hand on it for just a minute. I don't, I don't feel anything that would allow us to trigger something. Did, did he always move it with his hands? He did, um, unless he was in the center. And then, um, and then he seemed to set it moving with his hands. But after that, it moved of its own accord. There it was. Step into the center and see if anything looks different from there. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, okay. So, so you do notice, Barrett, um, the the wheels or the spheres are turning um, because Marin just pushed them. So they're still they're all still in motion. They're all still um, very random. There's no. Um, there doesn't seem to be any particular order. To them, but as they spin, I think you would um, pretty quickly observe that from the inside, um, you can see the eclipse that that was being discussed. Um, as certain bits of it pass in front of others, it sort of makes sense. And the sun body that's represented here uh, on the map right there 
is um, is just a, essentially it's a sphere of brass. It's very, very, very well polished brass. So it does actually reflect light. The when the moon body moves in front of it, um, you can see the shadow cast onto the floor. There's nothing necessarily magic that happens to Barrett. No strange feelings or anything like that. But but he would definitely at least observe. Marin, do you think it would be safe to cast uh, and identify on it uh, to learn any magical properties? That's not going to strike back out at me if I do that. No, it shouldn't. Um, I, in fact, I just did. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything um, that would necessarily give us any indications that the body itself is magic. I, I think perhaps Ander had his own way of using it. Um, but you're welcome to to give that a try. You may may perceive. I would like different. Yeah like to cast my own version please please go ahead three parts identify one part feline intuition i love it feline. Part design knowledge so he's going to burn three pearls and cast and identify specifically asking about the temp because he's really curious about the temporal quality or the sort of time stamp kind of of it okay um if you can roll an arcana check to go with that please Let's roll the right die, please. That would be a natural one. Ooh, okay. Um, so, so the identify spell, you you are quickly able to determine that there's nothing particularly magical innate in in this thing. Um, it doesn't seem to have its own magic of any kind. Um, as far as the temporal part, probably the only thing that I think. Um, the only thing I think that uh, Z would be able to determine, especially with that role, is um, that there is there is some additional lingering magic. Um, you've seen it before when Ander has done large things that he probably shouldn't have done that sometimes cost his health. Um, and because of that being so strong, it, it definitely has left a signature. So... I don't know that it necessarily, no, it, it doesn't necessarily give you any real clues or indicators as to what he did or how he did it, but he definitely did something to this device that was unique. I'll, I'll report back that I'm happy to smell something. Yeah, it's a definitely, um, definitely an anderism, whatever it was. Um, I would say additionally, though, just because you're Z and building things is a thing, um, mm -hmm. you can see that this was crafted hastily um not everything not all the parts necessarily match the colors of metal are different um you can see hammer marks in some of it um none of that is necessarily um difficult to discern but z would definitely quickly come up with the fact that that whoever built this um this is not what they did for a living Marin, did ander build this uh, i believe i believe he did um i should tell you uh, Almost everything you see around you, Ander brought here from from other planes, I think. Um, I didn't know that at the time. He just said he was building it. So I kind of assumed that he was having something built. But for almost everything in here, he, he brought from other places. In fact, and he points over at one of the columns um, in this room. Uh, let's see this one. Where's my mouse? There it is. He points over at this column. Uh, he said, and if you if you have a look at that that particular column, a lot of the columns have different things on them. That one in particular came from 
the ruins near one of our grandfather's houses. Um, we, we played there as children and it was, it was decrepit and old. And um, we used to visit in the woods. He would take us out to see it. Ander was young, four or five, maybe. I don't even know how he remembered it was there, but um, I'd be surprised if we went to see it right now and found it there. I think he, he moved it here because he needed a column. And the rest of this place, and he kind of looks around him, um, is is borrowed or brought here from other places. I assume that it's just moved. I suppose he could have replicated it from memories, but that seems to be magic even beyond him. Do you know, was this device used in operation in conjunction with um, the other areas of the room, like the sphere down there with the table? I don't think so. I think this was um, I think this was a room where he kept most of his tools that he felt were too dangerous for other people to be around. Um, you saw how hard it was to get in here. In fact, I think he and I are the only people who could. Um, well, I suppose my mother could have at the time, but I'm not even sure about that. And Bran probably could have. But I, I think he and I were the only ones that had access Um I'm, in fact, I can't even tell you where we are. If we're if we're still in Waterdeep, or if we're somewhere else. But no, I, I believe all of these devices, if you can use that word, are independent from one another. You said that your mother would have had access at the time. I, I believe so. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how he secured it. Uh, he just said it had to be our blood. But are you saying then that this has existed for a long time? Oh, no, certainly not. No, uh, just that that he used our our blood as the key to get in. It was a trick. I don't know where he learned, but there were other keys, other tools to get through various rooms. And he holds up his hand. Our, our rings, our signet rings would grant you various access to things um, or protect you as the case may be. But this room required our blood. I'd like to examine this. No, you go. This table in the middle of the room. Um, so there's a, sm a much smaller object similar to the one that you've just been looking at. Um, it's closer to a toy than an actual instrument on this table. Um, it's not clear to you if it serves a, an actual purpose. But why don't you roll an investigation check? please. Uh, 24. Okay, fine. Um, so the, the table here holds, um, evidence of a lot of different things. There's, um, a couple of little papers that, that looks like maybe he was working on them. Um, you can very quickly and easily see what appears to be blood stains of some sort. Um, not massive amounts, but but certainly blood stains. Uh, it would not take you long at all to realize that there is shadow nearby mm -hmm. uh, on the table itself. Um, there's a, a small set of some sort of instruments, um, daggers, knives, sorts of things. Well, I mean, you you would know that they, they look very similar to medical instruments of some kind. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on on this table. And I think Don would probably pretty quickly piece together that this is where Andrew did most of his work while he was in this room. Mm -hmm. uh, he, many of the things and experiments that he was trying to accomplish um, would have started at this table, pulling, pulling things, resources from other places. So this is like the main workbench. 
I, that's probably the best way to, yeah, this is the workbench of a planeskeeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would caution everyone. Well, don't touch anything on this table just yet. There's shadow on it. Um, and is it like an errant tendril now and again, just wiggling around or is it like in a container? Um, so there is a small container. You can look into it if you want to, but I think you would assume it contains shadow, I'll but there are just errant, yeah, there are okay. bits. The only thing that, that is very different about them from the ones that you've seen is that they're very slow. Everything on this table moving very, very slowly. All of the shadow that's moving around, which isn't a lot, a couple tendrils. Okay. Um, but you've seen it writhe and squirm and wiggle and, and it, it is not doing this very slow. Mm -hmm. I'd report that and say, I've never seen it act quite like this. Um, uh, Marin would jump in on that. Um, I, maybe... So I don't exactly know what that table does, um, but I know it does things. It has its own magic about it. Um, he enchanted it to do a number of different things, as far as I can tell. Um, one of them, unfortunately, was uh, examinations of some of the things that were created. And mm. the table itself can restrain. Uh, do be cautious. Without further investigation, it sounds like that's what's happening. It sounds like the table seems to be restraining the specimens on it. Still don't touch it. Still don't touch it. Uh, also, you would have walked off of this design on the floor. Um, I don't think it would take a lot to figure out that there's a calendar represented here, which appears to be a representation of um, the calendar of Harptos, the one that we currently- Oh, this part of the floor? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh. um, but, but among the symbols, are also planar alignments. Um, you can see representations of the major planes um, and it, nothing moves. It's just a, a, a beautiful representation of all of that stuff. It's not a timekeeper of any kind. It doesn't function. It doesn't appear to function. Um, looks like just a depiction of the passage of time and all of the planes. Um, but is it moving? I guess I'm not moving. It's it's just a represent like a still representation as far as we can tell. Yeah, uh, as far as you can tell, it's artwork. As uh, I guess these folks are looking at the table, um, Ellie would like look around at all of the columns since uh, Marin told about the one that was from the grandfather's house. Do they all look the same? Do they all look from different locations? Um, they. They don't all necessarily appear to be from different locations, but but many are. They're not they're not all the same. Um, we've seen a few other columns in this space um, further south, and Z has inspected those to find um, artwork of different cultures represented on the columns. Um, and the same is true of these. There there looks to be another one that's similar to this one. Um, it's in worse shape, but virtually the same style. And then everything else literally looks like borrowed columns, um, as if he tried to search to figure out where columns were that he could bring in to support the ceiling of the structure he was. So then, I guess, knowing that this is where he keeps all like of the most dangerous things, and also knowing that he, for some reason, kept one of his more dangerous weapons inside a column outside of this room, could I like investigate them to see if there's any secret little holes yeah, or cubbies, absolutely. things of that sort. Sure. Roll an investigation check. Don't release the master. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's actually investigation. 21. 
Awesome. So in um, in this, I, I'm assuming you just meant all the columns. So yes. it's, it's actually this one, this middle one down here, that is of similar structure to the one that came from the ruins um, that Marin talked about. Mm -hmm. And um, in this one, you do find a small panel. It's it's kind of similar to what Z had found, um, but this one appears to just be a completely illusory panel. There's nothing nothing preventing you from reaching into it. It's just a square of illusion um, designed to look like the rest of the column, but but it's clearly not. So you could, if you chose to, reach your hand in through the illusion. Ellie hasn't read Peter Pan, but she's certainly seen Indiana Jones, that play. So she's a uh, Temple of Doom specifically, I believe. And she's not going to stick her hand in there, but she's going to call Mage Hand. Okay. Have Mage Hand go in. Nice. That... Someone, we are going to die. <laughs> Well, I don't think there's a trap in there. I think if there's a trap, hopefully it's Mage Hand that gets trapped. But also this is in their lab. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think he would trap his own hubby. Also, that other one wasn't trapped. Was it? No. Uh -oh. Interesting. So um, there's no, so roll an Arcana check, please. Okay. I mean, it could have been really nice. 15. Um, okay, so even though the hand, you see the hand, or you control the hand to go into the illusion, um, but whether or not something's in there is still unknown to you. So do you I want to hand like, grab anything? Like if you command it to, certainly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I um, so it uh, comes out with a small wooden box, maybe, I mean, this big, two inches by two inches. Uh, and it's hinged, so it opens like a clamshell. I'll, um, I guess because Marin is standing there, I'll mention it to him and like present it to him with the mage hand. Like, is this something you, did you know this was in here? I didn't. I don't even know what that is. But that's not unusual. Aaron did, Mar uh, bleh, Andrew didn't tell me everything. Um, in fact, I think he didn't tell me a lot of things. Let's uh, open it. Hey guys, I found a box. It's small. Uh, let me look for some traps on it. Is it a Marin box? Your work, Marin? <laughs> I, I I certainly didn't make it. Uh, the box itself is it's not particularly ornate, um, but it is it is well made. Uh, it's a a dark stained wood with some um, filigree kind of set into the top of a scene from it looks like um, maybe a woodland scene, forest of some kind, just carved, etched into the top, and the hinges are brass. And they're two just little small hinges on the back side. When, when we found the ring that Ander was going to, we assume Ander was going to give Din. Was there? Was it in a box or was it just free, freewheeling? Uh, it was not. A, I don't think it was in a box. It was not in the box. Okay, I'll voice that wonder if this is because it's really pretty. I wonder if there it was supposed to be for something, but there's nothing in it. Did you want to? Check for traps, Barrett? Yeah, I, if you don't mind, I'll give it a look. Man, oh man. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, a 12? Yeah. Can I, can, since I'm, well, I, yeah, I guess since I'm holding it, since Mage Hand is holding it, can I give him assistance? Yeah. Sure. I actually used advantage because I used my little <laughs> crystal oh. eye thing. Well, then never mind. Because I figured that <laughs> would help. Double advantage. It, it actually did help. Um, well, it looks okay to me. I'll open it if you want. That's fine. And then 
Mage Hand is holding the thing, but I'll open the box. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nothing happens other than the box opening. And there's a small, what looks like a little velvet pouch inside. Uh, It's really small. Maybe, I I guess, (laughs) smaller than a dice bag. Um, Just a little velvet pouch. It's uh, uh, black with two silver strings. It's a 20-year veteran's dice bag. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a crown. <laughs> all different thing. Those are purple with gold string. I'll lift that out of the box and slowly open that too. Okay, so as you take it out of the box, you hear um, the jingling of a little bit of metal. Um, not a lot, just a jingle jingle. And opening it up, you pour it out into your hand. It has three rings in it. They are uh, mostly silver, and all three of them bear um, the Blackwood crest. They appear to be signet rings. Signet rings for the what? For the family? For the said? family. Family signet oh. rings, like Don's ring. Well, that's useful. Looking them over a little bit, just cursory glance. Um, they appear to be, they're not made by the same people. Uh, they don't They don't perfectly match one another. Um, they are slightly different. And judging by scratches and that sort of thing, they're also different ages. Sorry, they also look what? Uh, they're also different ages. Okay. They're not, they were not, excuse me, they were not crafted by the same person or even at the same time. I wonder if these were like ones from family members that he's maybe visited or, I know you have one of the rings, Dawn, mm-hmm. that came from Lady Blackwood, right? Well, it was Brands. I don't know where he got it before that. I assume their father, and I look at Marin, uh, based on how Bran was acting as the eldest. Um, yes, we all had one. I think we know that he did, well, he did visit his great, 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 so far grandfather's grave. It, I don't know where they came from. I've never seen them, um, at least not in my memory. Perhaps maybe there's something in his journals that I haven't gotten to yet, um, but they they appear to be genuine. Z, Go ahead. Do, do you mind if we keep them? Um, I would actually rather you did, if you don't mind. Um, well, I, I don't know how much Blackwood I will be able to um, do after after the. I think Black Staff is going to take over most of my responsibilities. Certainly, I'll still remain a Blackwood, but I understand, and he looks at Don, that there are portions of the family that are being cared for under your supervision now. And yes. probably best that these go with whoever is doing that. Perhaps um, if someday I happen to have children, I may ask for them back. Of course, they wouldn't they wouldn't be mine by any rate. Uh, but a question, if you do think that you wouldn't be able to come here often or potentially again for the time being, how would we be able to get in this room without you? Oh, we can, you know st- any- we can certainly still visit the room. I just, as far as Blackwood responsibilities, I think my... Mm current responsibilities as black staff will usurp many of them i don't understood taking on the role of the blackwood noble in Waterdeep anytime soon of course not maybe someday you can retire and be a black staff emeritus let us hope let us hope mm. all right uh who's taking just from an inventory not just so we don't get lost in the inventory who's taking the rings well you, i think you should each hold one while we're in here at least I'm sorry, what? I think you should each hold one while you're in here at the very oh. least. Okay. Yes, I, I, I completely agree. 
Um, I, I would hesitate maybe to put them on yet without us knowing if they do anything. Um, I know the ring that I have is altered by Ander to do various things. Um, he may have done similar things to these and it may not all be good. So until we know more, shall we cast some identifies on those while they're, while we're here? I think that would be a good idea. Also, Barrett, do you think you could ritually cast detect magic and see if they're blocked? Like mine seems to be. Yeah, I could certainly do that. I mean, if we don't think we're going to do any fighting today, I'll just go ahead and cast it. So Barrett cast detect magic. Okay. On those three rings? Oh, well, just in general. Yeah, or just, yeah, just in general. And I'm sure the entire freaking room lights up as yeah. magic. <laughs> yeah. But once the overwhelming glow of magic settles down, Barrett would look at, uh, well, I'll start with the rings because I, I, but I do probably want to go back and look at that uh, thing on the floor. We know the table's magic. C already looked at the, at the, uh, planetary thing so i i would look at that thing on the floor at some point but yeah let's start with the rings so barrett looks at the rings okay um all three do in fact glow um they are let's see um i would say between the three of them there's a mixture of magics glowing from them they certainly don't um it appears as though each of them has at least more than one ability or or one portion of magic about them and Barrett, while we're in here, is mine still blacked out? I'll hold up my hand. But, and then Barrett would actually ask Marin if he could look at his. So I don't think he's ever looked at Marin's black oh. ring to see what it's given off. Um, let's see. Barrett's is giving off abjuration. Or not Barrett's. Sorry. Marin's is giving off abjuration and also illusion. I think we... If I remember correctly. I don't know about illusion, but I know... We'd- it was mentioned in a hot second in Black Black Staff Tower. Yeah, I was okay. say. but to be fair, it's worth checking again while we're in this room. I, I'm I'm fairly certain I got those two right, <laughs> um, but uh, definitely abjuration, and I'm almost positive it was illusion. All right, but- and what did you say the three rings gave off again? Just a bunch of schools of magic, or yeah, yeah. I mean, collectively between the three of them, there's there's quite a bit. Um, it looks like some of them are um, giving off. Um, well, let's see. Um, shoot, sorry. Um, all three of them are giving off uh, divination magic, and then each one has its own. Um, Z, are you doing identify? We can cut to the well, well. Yeah, ask Marin. I mean, he can probably do it at will. I will if um, he's not wanting to or willing to or can at will. Uh, he would actually, um, Z, if you don't mind, I okay. don't have any way of knowing if if my Blackstaff abilities or Blackwood blood would change any of the, the okay. magic related to these rings. I can I can do this separately on all three, and that will be as many as I can identify till I rest. Um, but I'll go ahead and I'll identify. certainly help identify if if we need more. Uh, I'm okay. just a little hesitant on these rings. Okay. Z identifies the three rings. Okay. Um, so Z, all three of them seem to have um, a, a, a... It would come across to you as, a, as similar to detect thoughts or telepathic magic associated with them. Um, all three of them carry that same level of spell it, it in fact 
since you can tell what they do, um, it's pretty clear that the three of them connect to each other in some way. Um, trio Atreides. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, not that. Bella. So there is one that has a, um, a bit of a, um, a bluish hue to it. Not that blue. A bluish hue to it. Um, almost uh, a sapphire-y color to it. And that one, um, <laughs> well, I don't have to go through it. Um, that one seems to have some sort of scrying ability, okay. but it's not, it's, there's a planar aspect to it. Um, so it's, it wouldn't come across to you as simple scry. It's definitely got a planar aspect. <laughs> the, well, one of the other ones um, is a simple abjuration. Seems to be a ring of protection. Uh -huh. And that would be um, AC plus two, essentially. Um, and then the third has um, a teleportation function to it. It is not uh -huh. a typical teleport spell. Um, it's more similar to um, Thunderstep. Uh -huh. um, in fact, we'll just to keep it simple, we'll just call it a ring of Thunderstep. There's... There's something about it that's a little bit different, though, than than the Thunderstep spell. Um, but I would say Z can't quite put his finger on it without playing around with it a little bit more. Uh -huh. That's what I know. So that's those. What was the third one again? I'm sorry, I missed it. Uh, it's essentially a Ring of Thunderstep, Ellie. There's something ah. peculiar Both. about it. There's more to it than just Thunderstep, but... Thunderstep Plus? Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> Thunderstep Thunder um, the other thing that I would say between Barrett and Z, um, both looking at these rings with the detect magic and identify, um, other than the the ring of protection, which is just a basic protection spell, and the the messaging telepathy function, um, the other two probably were enchanted by Ander. The magic is so foreign; it would be it would be pretty clear that two of them are enchanted. Is that something that I feel fairly good about detecting the smell of Ander? Uh, it depends on, certainly depends on the magic that he uses. Um, when he uses Ander-specific magic, um, yeah, it it's obvious. Um, it's not like anything that you or Barrett would see on a normal basis. It certainly like, could be someone as skilled as Ander, so it doesn't necessarily tell you it was Ander, but all the times that you've ever detected anything like it, it has come from me. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Well, I think each of you should take the one that you think fits you best. We'll just... not, but we're not to put them on, though, right? So we don't get the protection from them unless we put them on. Is that correct? And attuned to them? Yeah, they do require attunement. Why did uh, Marin, Marin, why did you say not to put them on? Just because we don't know? Uh, right, right. But it appears now we know. So if you're comfortable, I, I, I haven't personally checked for any curses, but I assume that between the two of you, you would have seen anything. And I, I can't imagine Ender cursing a family ring. Well, I, I will say if if they're up to... Uh, uh, Z's quite interested, since he lost his ring of protection with most of his other magic earlier, I um, I could read the, the ring of protection until my other one is restored, which I presume will be at some point. I think that makes sense. Is there are they all three require attunement or is there one that doesn't? They all. Uh, I shouldn't say that. The just 
to give you the details quickly and easily, the the tele- telepathic magic in them does not require attune. It's the additional abilities. The telepathic stuff is is basic, very similar to sense stuff. Well, then, Barrett, you should pick the one that you think will work for you because I don't have the magical capacity to attune to another thing at the moment. Yeah, neither do I. So I will certainly take one of them just so we can use the telepathic abilities. But I, I, I don't know. I would have to think really hard about whether I would want to unattune from something I am already using. Uh, I guess I'll, I mean, since you have the ability to Thunderstep, I guess I could take the Thunderstep one. Although at some point, Z, if you do get your own ring back, maybe we could talk about one of those rings of protection going to someone else. Yeah, but perfect. For now, I'll take the thunderstep one. And I'll take the third one. I forget what, what ability it had attached. Some kind of scrying with a planner twist mm-hmm. is uh, what I wrote down. That's that's about it. Until you try it, that's about it. Gotcha. Well, hmm. While they were doing that, are there any drawers on this work table? All the way around, yep. Mm. Two drawers on each side for a total of eight, and who knows what else. Okay, because so I would definitely like to see... I'll try one and see if there's notes inside or more instruments. I'm looking for more notes, as many notes as possible. But uh, I'll start on the north side of the table. Okay. Um, so opening any drawer... Um, a couple of things happen. Uh, can you roll a perception? Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a seven. Oh, okay. Um, the drawer opens and um, the the contents are of the particular drawer that you've opened are um, mostly mundane. There's tools, mm-hmm. um, a few more surgical tools that, that you find mixed in amongst the mess. Um, it's probably most similar to a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. um for for a planes keeper <laughs> yeah um you know it's it's the stuff that he might need to hand um but moving around just moving through them the um you do end up finding a stack of notes that appear to have been overlooked by um and removing any notes that he took out um I would love this, to take those yep no problem there are, are they go ahead at a quick glance, are they the same gibberish storylines? They are, except there are okay. a few diagrams that ah, that okay. you can actually interpret fairly quickly. Um, there is one diagram of a sword, and based on the sketches and the drawings that you see on this page, it looks like this is either his study while he was learning how to infuse weapons, or these are the actual final instructions. Um, they're Writ out, written out in a very logical format with um, drawings that would seem to indicate a sword that started plain, mundane, and finished um, with flames. So, okay, and the the writing on these is sensible. I can read it, or is it all the same kind of weird? The flippity bloopity blop, and then most it points it, to the hilt. Yeah, most of it's a lot of the flippity blop. Uh, okay, but there are okay. words in common as well. Uh, okay, that would kind of indicate about this. Okay, so right now all I can do is gauge the illustration that this is what that is. Okay, cool. Um, and as you flip through, there are pictures of other weapons um, as well. Not you, You've seen a couple of weapons that were infused already in this building, um, but there are also others where it appears maybe he, these were the notes for his trying to do that. 
um, or weapons that he actually made and just aren't here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I really don't know if these are illustrations of successes or just test runs, but I would say, hey, I think I found something. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll come over with the papers. These are also in the same encryption as the quill was used to that words. These are also unreadable at present, but based on the illustrations, I think these are either Anders notes on how to infuse weapons, or this is actually how he did it. And these are these successes. There's no way to gauge which of those they might be, but these illustrations are more than we had before. Uh -huh. uh, as he oh. looks, as Marin is still right there, he, he would quickly say, I wrote those. Oh, can you read these? Uh, I think so. Um, they're not very complicated. It's the the steps that Ander went through to to make the weapons that he was working on. Uh, I think, based on what I'm reading here, we, we could possibly, with the ashes of a Blackwood, infuse weapons. Uh, just he curious. would spend a minute flipping them over and, and looking at them. Mm -hmm. Marin, are there any notes about these gloves? The gloves. He made those he made those early. Um, no, I, I don't remember him telling me anything about them. I know I know they were dangerous. Um, he was proud of them and then nervous about them, I think. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't particularly involved in them. So no, there are no notes that I know of about the gloves. I just noticed in the last battle they they didn't seem to operate the same way that I thought they were gonna operate. So I guess we'll just have to see going forward what happens with them. Well, like I said, they, they were they were very early. Um, also, Don, that that drawer, the first one you opened, um, have another look. If you turn the knob just a little bit to the clockwise before you open it. Do that, giving him a quizzical look, but trusting Marin because it's Marin and he knows how to turn things. So I'll uh, So turning the knob as you open the drawer um, opens a completely different visual for you. Mm. Um, clearly created some sort of secret door or some some such um and inside that drawer are some additional notes that are written mm -hmm. in common um and these are they don't contain anything um related to dreslin or shadow or um or even any of the current things that you guys are interested in and for um they seem to be um more like a a, a very personal diary of anders and they're not there's no mention of the fate of the world or impending death or anything like that. There is um, a, quite a number of attempts at love poems of some sort. Um, and these were well hidden, but they are in common. Okay. <laughs> Marin would quickly ask, what, what did you find? Uh, I think the... build this drawer. I don't, I don't know what it was for. He said he needed to store important things. I think this is the um, small amount of Ander that Ander allowed himself, if I'm being totally upfront with you. That is very well put. That's exactly what's in here. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very sobering find, Don thinks to himself. Barrett will go ahead and step over to the uh, representation of the calendar in the planes. Okay. On the floor and just with his detect magic up, which is probably up for another seven or eight minutes, just check that out to see if there really is anything magical about it. And there, there absolutely is. It's glowing with illusion. Illusion. What is this you're looking at? Uh, this, the calendar on the floor here. Ah, oh. Oops. We thought it was just a piece of art on the floor. 
but Barrett announces that, hey, this thing uh, on the floor, it does actually seem to have an illusionary, at least there's illusionary magic coming off of it. Marin, you, you're sure he never used it for anything? No, I'm, I'm not really sure of anything, I think. Um, you know, I did my best, but there, there are certainly things he did in here without my knowledge. Let me have a look. Um, Marin steps over and kneels down, clearly casts identify. Um, this is a perpetual calendar. It seems as though we can adjust it to see the position of the planes for any time in the future or past. Wow. If this is accurate, this is, this is a very important piece of information. Is it something you would know how to do or use? I, I think I can, and you see him for a moment, think, close his eyes, and then he puts his hand down and just kind of sweeps along the circle. And you see all the circles in the art just move on the floor. Um, he's just shifting it to another date and everything moves in it. You see the planes moving in spheres on top of each other um, and basically the representation of the connections between the planes when they're closest and they're furthest apart from each other. It's not anything any of you would have ever seen before, for sure. Um, this is probably Elminster level stuff. This is not like, is it no knowledge that the planes move relative of each other or? Okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Definitely. Well, that truly does then make sense of the title, a liner of planes. They can move like this. Yeah, I got to say, Travis had no clue that the planes moved. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought the planes were the planes. So nice. I no think the spirit would have known that. Yeah, I think he's just going to stand there with his jaw open. Yeah, um, I mean, um, can Z pull out a key in the face of it? Just just for, for giggles. Like a tablet. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. To hold it in his hand for a second while that's there. Um, it doesn't necessarily do anything, but as you stand there and, and ponder the key um, and watch what's going on on the floor, you can see how planes certainly could be easily used as prisons and that there would certainly be times um, when escape from those prisons would be easier than others. Uh, how difficult is it, Marin, for you to adjust that? Uh, it was just the sweep of a hand. I, you should try. I, I didn't really do anything. Um, I would like to try and see if it moves. Uh, with which hand are you trying? I'm using the one with the blackwood ring. It moves. Okay. Uh, could I adjust it to the spring equinox of 1492? Sure. Yeah. Um, I need you to make an intelligence check, though, because it's pretty complicated stuff. That's fair enough. Yeah. You know, Travis, it's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Sure. Uh, I was just, yeah. 14? It would be useful 14. there. Um, it's It's a little more difficult than Don expects. Yeah. Um, to set a specific date. Um, the equinoxes seem easy to come by, but mm -hmm. finding the year is a little more challenging than, than Don expected. Okay, but I would, uh, do you think, Baron, you could help me find this or bear it because of your navigation skills? But that was the date that Elminster set for when Dresden was going to move. I want to see where the shadow plane, where the shadow fell lands. Sure. You want to try again with, with their help? Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll do my best. Well, let's, let's add some inspiration to it. Let's play a little song and... Um... Think really well of, of it. I will. Uh, intelligence check again with advantage. Yes, with advantage plus what? A D8. Could I also guide myself? 
like uh, sure yeah <laughs> okay yeah. i'll do that I too i mean unlimited access to whatever you need i think at this point i think all right uh seven points it. of inspiration natural 20 all right <laughs> 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 let's roll everything for fun yeah no you need to a 24 rolled full-on guidance yeah. 24 what was bardic inspiration seven all right 30 30 i can't do math 32 Okay. 31, 31. Thank more you. Points, you'd be able to do math too, but let's not go too crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, between all of you and, and I don't want to imply that, you know, all of a sudden Barrett walks over and he's like, Oh, it, it's not easy. Um, no, we take time. Absolutely. Yeah, even with Marin's help, uh, it takes all of you coming together um, and kind of moving it, talking about it, talking through dates things that happened on such and such a date, that sort of thing. But eventually you, you figure out amongst you how to set it to any date that you want. And what what were specifically you were looking for on the equinox? The spring equinox of 1492. And, and um, uh, I want to see where the shadow plane is, the shadow fell, because that was the day that Elminster said Dresden was going to try something potentially to free Cyric. Yes. It's, I think it's chess 19. Yes. fourteen. I thought that was... Fade day is that the same thing? Oh, it is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yes Fade day 1492. Give me one second, boom, 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 boom. I believe, and I could double check, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, um, so the shadow fell moves in relationship to the Feywild and sits. Um, okay, so as you're spinning it around. We'll give you just some more observations. Um, there are not only times when the planes overlap each other, there are times when they um, move up and down in layers. So the shadow plane, well, just to make it a little more mundane, um, the, the Feywild um, is sometimes right on top or um, closest to the material plane. And most of the time, that's where the Feywild is. The ethereal plane is the same. Um, very, very close in relation. But then there are times when other planes slide in between. Um, and that is one of those times where the Shadowfell slides between the Feywild and the material plane. Um, and the, the three of them stack and overlap. Hmm. There are also, just for the record, um, much smaller circles that seem to represent planes you guys know nothing about. Um, there are circles moving in and out and around. None of them are labeled. None of them give any indication of what they are. They're just things you don't know about in, in your knowledge of the planes. You know, I do remember, I guess this is Barrett and Travis saying this, that reading about the Fae, that there are times when the Fae, when the barrier between the Fae and the prime material plane become thinner and people mm -hmm. can accidentally walk into one or the other. It may be times where, and I'm sure this was not a, the right number of dimensional representation that we're looking at here, but I'm sure these are moments where those planes cross each other and there are physical thin places in the, in the planar structure. It's kind of cool. It was a very safe guess based on what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, I'll also say Marin probably would um, spin it to now uh, just, for, just to have a look. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a point where the um, the Feywild or that everything that is represented by the Feywild um, fades in color and um, the shadow plane or the shadow fell slides under 
the material plane and they're almost on top of each other, identical to each other. And we literally saw that in the graveyard. Indeed you did. Uh, and that's a period of about just flipping through the calendar. That's a period of about three years that, that those things happen. Um, the, the shadow plane being so close to the material plane. Um, and you're, you are in the second year of it. All we have to do is hold out for one more year, guys. One more year. And this will all resolve itself. No problem. No worries. Talk to the blue lady. She's doing it. It's not so simple, Z. I'm trying. <laughs> You're the blue lady? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Ow. I don't think I... No. I'm hardly at that level of magic. Um, Z. Um... Well, I should probably type this, but uh, as you stand there and watch all of these things swirling, um, you gain a level of understanding that level up <laughs> that feels um, it's almost as if, you know, this is stuff that Z normally wouldn't pay much attention to um, being much more practical about things like that. Um, but it. I would say Z would definitely experience a sense of wonder and awe more than more than everyone else in the party. Um, I think these magical ears would be like this the entire trying to pick up as much as he could from the movement of things and how that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's also very clear as soon as everybody says, you know, watching the other other folks working, um, you gave them inspiration and kind of watched over their shoulder as they tried to interpret the calendar um, and before Marin says, okay, I think that's it. Um, Z, you saw it and how to change it. Mm. You were the first of the bunch to understand how it worked. Uh, how long can we stay and uh, Z watch this? Like a couple of days? Well, that's up to y'all. By the way, he's definitely going to level, Rumi is going to level for a plus one on intelligence next time he levels, which he rarely remembers to do anyway. But next time, I think I'm going to lobby for it. All right, we'll see what we can do there. I, I would assume that this would inspire, not inspiration inspire, but that it would inspire some dancing from Z because moving this stuff around would have to be like a dance with the planes moving in and out of each other. And Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's just some sort of physical language for him to learn, like playing right. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, as a person who doesn't understand squat about interpretive dance, even though I've seen people doing it, like, I would think this would be absolutely inspirational for Z. I, I think he wants to hold on to Tabitha's key for a while while he's doing the studying, too, just um, just to have something in hand. Yep. You can't just run off with it. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, and the more that you kind of look at it and play with it, um, I would say it, it's not going to create any sudden deep understandings for anybody. Um, you know, nothing mythical happens, um, but it's it becomes clear to you all uh, the level of, how would I say this? The, the level of magic and computation and um, important of what Ander was working on beyond, you know, beyond just trying to save the world from um, the full responsibility of a planeskeeper was pretty evident, the complication. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, and it's eight o'clock, so you can feel awe-inspired next 10 minutes. <laughs> We will return. Uh, awesome. See you in 10. See you in 10. So Z, you brought up the um, those early sketches and depictions of what appeared to be an eclipse. Uh, uh -huh. And I think those would be 
obviously not on just the player's mind. I think they would definitely be on Z's mind as well right now as he stares into the abyss of this um, design on the floor. Is it is it time for a random insight check? Uh, it yeah, it might be. It might be. Just for clarification, the design that we see right now that Barrett and Don are standing by is the one you're talking about. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before or as you're doing that random insight check, mm-hmm. Barrett would just say, kind of almost to himself, but out loud, where the navigator meets the sleeping dragon, his eye will show the way. Like just throwing it out there and <laughs> putting it out there into the universe because he has no idea if any of this has anything to do with any of that. But for Z, that is ideal. That's that's performance worthy. That's great. Okay, now go for random insight. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. Um, Z, I think having stood and watched these things on the floor. And the relationship of the dates, figuring out the calendar, not um, not the academic side of it, but more of the in- instinctual uh, connection that Z is able to make with the calendar on the floor. I think it would. Um, I think Z would fairly quickly notice uh, after making those connections that the that there is a a white sphere or sphere is the wrong word circle that is moving around on the floor as well. Um, and the movement of that white sphere seems to track well with um, this device up here um, in in relationship to what Z feels from them. It's Again, it's not academic. So it's not like Z says, oh, turn it 30 degrees to the left, you know, that sort of thing. It's a more of a gut feeling for Z that there is some sort of relationship between when these things aligned and the movement of that white circle. And the white circle, to be clear, is a one of those that the many ones that you guys don't recognize as being an existing plane. Uh, well, Z will point it out and talk through it and say, related, meow. Meow. <laughs> is there a way to see if when we move that top one if this white circle continues to move in relation and what changes maybe on this guy or elsewhere let me see if i can play you can um there doesn't they don't seem to be necessarily connected other than they both provide information the two different things that z discovered were related there um they don't seem to have a physical connection between them so turning one doesn't affect the other okay but yes, there is definitely a relationship. Um, so uh, I would say just mm, as you continue to consult with each other, kind of staring at this, examining this, um, Z's insights coming forward, things like that. Um, Barrett would recall being inside the center of that and the vision of the eclipse happening. And Z would probably put the pieces together that those eclipses that can be made um, with the device up at the top in the north seem to coincide with the movement of that white and that when an eclipse is happening, the dates that that have happened, because you know of at least one, um, the the white sphere is closest to the material plane, the white circle. Sorry, it's not two dimensional, Um, but that white circle is very close to the material plane and it's small and they overlap very rarely. 
um, that white circle is very small and overlaps the material plane rarely. What if this is the vault? Oh, nice. Can Z, can you align that white spot to be at the top? And I say top as in matching it to the sketch in the northernmost position. Sure, let me jump up and give it a shot. So what are you trying to do? So we have like the sketch from uh, Meridia and then we have the inscription from Sarah's cave. And at the top of that diagram is like the white circle or the full circle. I don't know what else to call it. I want Z, if he can, to get this the thing moving on the calendar to match its relative position, if that's what it is, to the sketch. Um, Does that okay, make any so sense? Yes, I think so. Um, the circle on the calendar that's beneath you doesn't doesn't seem to rotate or move about anything. Okay. So gotcha. Um, I think Z would pretty quickly put together, or or maybe not quickly, but would would put together um, that the <clears throat> the three sketches that you have. Um, well, I guess two are sketches. One is a memory. Um, would definitely be indicative indicative of the time of an eclipse. Mm-hmm. and setting the calendar to the time when um, that white circle is closest to the material plane equates to dates of an eclipse. So when's the next one? That's a fine question. Well, as let's say we set it to like 100 years from now, same date. Well, maybe not. A, it could go closer and farther and closer and farther so many before it actually gets as close as it's supposed to. Does the black staff come with inferior math skills? With superior math skills? Inferior math skills, I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> would you like to ask him something, Matthew? He can give it a shot. <laughs> well, we've got a pattern here, so. Is it a pattern, though? Um. Okay, so. How smart are we? Well, I mean, that. It... Does Stout know anything? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um... <laughs> In that case, I would like to probe into his mind based on that response no um i'll ask in a minute marin would add um actually no z would notice z would notice first uh z would notice before even marin started talking that um the the most recent eclipse where elminster was hoping you all would be with him uh but you weren't and ander was and marin was it's obviously an important date in Marin's head. Um, it's the day he became Black Staff, technically. So uh, the date of that eclipse, um, the shadow fell and the material plane and that white circle are all in relatively perfect alignment. Where did you guys... I think Z noticed so. Marin, what, can, what do you know about that white sphere? All I know is that it was one that Ander was incredibly interested in he didn't explain any of this to me. I, I recognize a lot of it um, just from someone in my head, apparently. I, I recognize the movement of the planes. I, I don't know what that white circle is, but I do know that Ander was very interested in it. Uh, he stared at this for hours. I never saw him actually interact with it, which is strange. But, but also, I'm not sure I would have even noticed if he bent down and swiped his finger along the ground. I, I couldn't say I would have paid much attention to it. You know... Ellie, what you say makes a lot of sense. What if it is the vault and it's like a mini plane and Elminster opened the wrong one and he opened Cyrix instead? 
was the day the exact day of the eclipse? Did they do it early? Did they do it too late? I can reconsult those notes, roll, but... Uh, roll a perception check, Don. Who? Oh. Don. <laughs> 23. Nice. Um, you just as, Don... as if that number was going to be really low for a second. I, well, it's Don. He only ever rolls like seven on perception. I was worried. <laughs> I was too. As Don starts thinking about the vault um, and, you know, the, the white circle, maybe that's the vault. Where was it? Um, there is a just an infinitely small circle compared to all these others that just passes quickly over the three on that same date. Oh, so I go, stop, 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 stop. Rewind it. <laughs> yeah. <Your hands>. Essentially. <laughs> um, right there. Essentially what, what becomes obvious is that that particular circle is dead center in the white circle on that date, but it's, it's minuscule. It's so small. And it actually passes under um, the white circle between, between the material plane and the white circle. Does it have a color? Uh, it's a kind of a brownish gold. Bronze? Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good color. I like that. Um, Canon. Wow. I say staring color. at that for a second because based on Anders notes, if I'm interpreting it as exactly as he worded it, the two rifts combined, they pulled into each other. So if that really, if that first one really is the vault of Dunamancy, and this is potentially the vault of Cyric, they could possibly be in some amalgamated prison all at the same time. Just Z, I would say that what, what Don just put together and spoke out loud just makes sense to you as just being correct. There's uh, a hole in my universe, dear <laughs> Elmander. Dear Ander. Sure. That makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, that's bad. Um, more specifically, and, and just to put it all together for you, the um, the tear or opening that Elminster was hoping to create to release Dunamancy mm-hmm. actually ripped through both Cyric's vault and Dunamancy at the same time. Oh, boy. It is, I, w- I will say it is not clear to you or to Z at all if, um, if Elminster is somehow imprisoned with Dunamancy or where Cyric is or anything like that. I, I don't yep. think would be able to infer all of those things, but you could definitely yeah. infer that the attempt to recover Dunamancy went wrong. Yeah. The only thing we know is that Cyric and Elminster are fighting. Correct. Because oh, of the right. send, but that's like the only confirmed thing out of what we've all just theorized, but that is horrifying. Horrifying because since we don't know where they went, we can't go and reach them. And until we know more, if there's any more knowledge to be gained from any possibility, the attempt to free the one we want frees the one we don't. Well, maybe it's not so much a where did they go as a when did they go. I mean, we know yeah, Dunamancy, a lot of it has to do with the manipulation of time. Maybe if those two planes, for lack of a better term, or those two vaults or spaces collided and there was some interaction between them, maybe they are... Maybe they're still fighting in the same instant relative to them that they've been in this whole time. And time has continued to pass for us on the prime material plane, but those two planes have mixed and merged in a way that, in in some way that, that 
time isn't irrelevant there. And I say that because, Don, it's always bugged me that you said you talked to Elminster and he was fighting Sirik. That's like a year and a half ago. It's 18 months ago. Their battle should have been over by now, one way or the other. Someone should have been victorious. And it's always kind of bothered me that you said they're still fighting. How how could that even be possible? They took breaks. They're old. They they're took old. breaks because they're old. <laughs> hey, wait, I wait, time out, time out. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, hold on, Z, can you move it forward a bit and see if they separate or they combine? Because we saw the Fago dark. So this thing tracks reality. tracks planar events. Yeah. So well, let's use yeah, let's use it that way. Uh, they definitely move. Uh, now, okay, the the Shadowfell remains overlapped with the Material Plane mm-hmm. for the coming year. Um, the the White Circle transverses away, or traverses away, as well as the smaller spot. The smaller spot combined? is even hard to watch. Are Sorry? they separating? Are they separating the two they spots? Are or are they? Oh yeah, okay. they separate fast. Very okay. Fast. Um, the well, we can say it now. Dunamancy, the white one, mm-hmm. uh, moves. More slowly than the the little tiny one, um, but they both move away really fast, like within weeks. Okay, so based on Andrew's account and just knowing that Sirik is in the Supreme mm-hmm. Throne, we can, I think, say with confidence that at least this sphere and this circle is Dunamancy, and this one is Sirik's prison. Now, whichever one they may be in, we have no idea. I would um, say between collectively between that observation and with Marin standing right there and with Z's instinct about the whole thing. Yes. hundred percent correct. Mm. Say, the part that was, say the part that was 100% correct again. I want to make sure I get it right. Dunamancy and the Supreme Throne are those two like mini circles. Sirik and Elminster are in one of them together and we do not know which one. Thank you. My other question. Elminster tried to tear open the vault for Dunamancy accidentally, I guess, tore open the vault for Sirik as well. Did those both stay open? Did one, whichever one that they're in maybe closed and the other one stayed open? Did they both close? Like, Well, uh, Marin would interject. That part, uh, unfortunately, I remember. No, it was brief. The rifts were small and brief. Um, there were lots of flashes in the sky. It was it's very hard to discern one from the other now that we know, or at least we think we know, that two rifts were created that day. I couldn't swear that I actually saw two. Um, I suppose one should remember all the details about a plane opening up, but apologies, I do not. It was a lot of flashing, a lot of bright, bright light, and then very shortly after that, chaos. I don't expect or remember that they were open very long. Didn't sound like they were from his account. You couldn't tell from your conversation with Elminster which they might have been in? No, just that he and Sirik are fighting. And right now that is that is his place, fighting Sirik. So what we need are two really good keys, two really good scries, two really good teleports, and one really good mend at a planar level. Well, that's it. I guess we're done. Barrett <laughs> looks down at his ring. And he Sweet. looks over Ellie's ring. He's like, that could be a really good scry ring. This could be a really good teleport ring. This may be a really useful key. Well, may- reaches into his quiver and pulls out the four keys that we found on the top of the crypt or on top of the um, the 
why am I blanking? Cowhouse coffin. Yeah, the cast, the, the vault, the casket, the, uh, over three rooms over past the, the clean room. The, these keys could have something to do with it too. Can we infer that specific keys open specific spheres? Do we know that? Mm. Well, we know 12 specific ones open Cyrix. Correct. So there may be multiple keys for anything. It could be anything. I think I think it would be reasonable uh, reasonable amongst you to conclude that there are keys that open planes. Uh, now that you know that where Cyric is is a planar prison, and you know that you have keys to that for sure, um, I think it would be very reasonable to assume that there are keys of some sort that open different planes. Um, and based on what Z knows about the Nightstone and uh, putting all those drawings together. That you probably already have a portion of the key that opens the dunamantic plane. That would be the nightstone. Wait, sorry, say that again. Wouldn't it be all of the stones or just the nightstone? A portion of the key. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I totally missed the word portion. <laughs> portion of the key that opens the dunamantic plane. Mm-hmm. How they all work? You you have a sketch of how you think they all work. Uh huh. Mm. But in the case of Cyric, it appears that they are literal keys so um and i would be flipping really quickly through my papers and i would say i i stand correct there was one rift that elminster opened first but then the second one was when he punched telemont in the face that was the second rift that opened and then the two started swirling around pulling into each other it was a bad yeah so where the rift that's a result of punching someone in the face goes i do not know but i would assume somewhere terrible but well, I always assumed that one was the one for the Supreme Throne. No, uh, Cyric was trying to climb out of the rift in the sky above them before that. Considering they were swirling and, I don't know, that sounds like dunamantic type craziness to me. Cyric mm-hmm. was pulled forward from one rift to the other. Or to another, I should say. Begging your pardon. To quote Andrew oh. directly, Cyric was pulled forward from one rift to another. Well, then is that the answer to our question? Because we know he was in the Supreme Throne. And now he got pulled into another. But then it says the two tears in the world spun together like a devil's wind on a hot summer afternoon. Elminster and Cyric spun, hands grappling each other, yanked, torn, stretched into the rifts. And more swiftly than they began, the rifts sealed, taking Cyric, Elminster, and the Mithilar with them. Maybe that's why he said another, because he doesn't know which. Well, Dunamancy or the throne. Lore. Sorry. <laughs> I take your lore and I burn it. No. <laughs> Baird has a couple slices of pocket bacon while he's thinking. Nice. Nice. Offering them to anyone else that wants some pocket bacon. So I can tell you, I think um, between all of you, especially with Marin's help um, and some of the insight that Z has gained watching all of this, um, I can tell you pretty safely that you're you're very confident in what you figured out about um, the Dunamantic plane. Pretty confident about um, Dreslin's prison, or no, Cyric's prison, sorry. Um, pretty confident, at least, that whatever happened that day was definitely not an intentional thing. Um, I think at the mention of Elminster's punch, Marin would probably remember that uh, he was covered in Silverfire at the time, and Silverfire reacts very powerfully when it encounters anything evil. Um, and that is probably what caused the second rift, if that's the right way to put it. Um, 
I think you would still definitely be cautious about making assumptions about where they both are right now. Um, that's not clear from Anders notes. Marin certainly doesn't remember. I think, you know, pretty well how to unlock Dunamancy and you've known about the keys to Sirik's prison for a time. So. so I guess the next question is either when is our next opportunity to unlock one of those two? Or is there a way to just completely bypass waiting for that opportunity and just do it some? We decipher more from the what's in the book, that particular drawing with stones. And we can try, but there's really not much information on those at all. As far as you can tell, everything everything that you have learned thus far, including the book, um, seems to indicate that an eclipse is required to open open the pathway to Dunamancy. And we theorized a while ago that the Nightstone could be used to create an artificial one. But based on this, it makes me wonder if we do have to abide by a calendar. Well, I guess it just depends on the question. Does the eclipse cause or the, the closeness of planes or... Does it just signal that the planes are getting close? Like, do, are the planes getting close what causes mm-hmm. the eclipse or vice versa? Um, spinning the calendar beneath you, mm-hmm. there are a number of eclipses that seem to happen. Well, it doesn't really show eclipses per se, um, but you'd put it together. There, there are a number of eclipses that happen where dunamancy is not necessarily um, near the material plane. It's near other planes when those eclipses happen. The, the only one in recent past and, and, and anywhere near the recent future, uh, recent future, hmm. the uh, near future, near future mm-hmm. um, is the one that has just passed. And what about wh- wh- what plane would Dunamancy be close to in the next eclipse to come? It's like when you drive to somewhere else in the country so you can see the solar eclipse. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Demands to think online because we can have a planar carpet. <laughs> right along with that wish spell. Um, <laughs> level nine spells, not very far away if not we ever get to away. level up. <laughs> not that far away. Uh, there is a key event that has to happen for level up. So, um, so the next eclipse would happen in, it looks like, about 18 months. Um, and it would be the fire plane. Oh. That was a great question. I probably would probably won't have our magic back by then anyway. So the nice time won't be up. No, we probably have to go another year in the future before we get our magic back. Speaking of that, Z, and Barrett holds out the little thunderstep ring that he just got. I you you probably have space to attune to things that I don't. Do you want to borrow this ring for a while or use this ring as well? That's, you know, maybe so. I actually right. have, have many attunement slots open since I have no magic. Yeah, why don't you take it? Hopefully nothing well, bad happens if you attune to two Blackwood rings at the same time. I would say hold on to it physically now while we're in the vault because Marin said that the rings can potentially protect you from things in here. Yeah. So yeah. even without attuning to it, if you just have the ring on your person, I would keep it with you. And when we leave here, then swap as you like. But yeah, well. maybe swap would be smarter um, since you're the one doing the hand to hand combat more than than I am. <clears throat> we'll see. But anyway, we'll get through this and talk about that. Well, I was just saying short term until you get your stuff back. 
you've got the slots and I don't. So if you want this ring because it gives you more juice, then take it. But did I'll anybody... keep it for now, thank you. Mm -hmm. Did anybody put a ring on? I missed that. Ellie did. Ellie did. I liked it, so I put a ring on it. Uh, well, whoever did mm -hmm. uh, would find yourself immediately telepathically connected to both Don and. Like just instantly. Yep. Is it like you can just suddenly start hearing their thoughts? No, 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 no. Okay, good. It's Holy crap! Instinctual, like, essentially a send spell. Um, and Don, you would immediately re recognize at that point the connection to Marin. I guess that works. Prior to that, I'm sorry, I missed that last part. The connection to Marin. Okay. And you had not recognized it prior to another. Oh. Activated. So even with the ring I have being blocked somehow, I can still. Ah. I was going to say that, I mean, I guess that works with what I was about to tell Z and Barrett, which is that in the end, swapping will make sense because if you keep the rings, we could utilize the communication aspect of it since we don't have eye bones anymore. Works very much like an eye bone. Um, Except we no longer have to talk into them. Just think. Correct. Okay. Mm. And of course, you don't, you haven't tested the limits or anything like that, so. Oof. So I will not say boo when someone is sleeping. They would hear it. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you chose to send it to them, they would hear it. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure that you guys have. I feel like I should have took more notes. Well. Definitely did not take enough notes. Should we? Yeah, I think I've only got like six pages of notes for this session alone. <laughs> so, and I'm going to have to go back and like try and make heads or tails of what the heck's going on. Well, should we go look at this blob of magic here to the south? We can always come back and play with this calendar more, although I got to admit it's terribly mesmerizing. <laughs> I, I kind of have to wonder if one of these little unmarked, unknown planes is Meridia. Oh, my God. Before we went into the whole thing, I did have a similar thought as well, and now I can't remember. My thought was, you could not drag me back there kicking and screaming. I am not associating with that squirrel again, says Don. <laughs> Um, and then for once, Stout looks at me in companionship, like, "Yeah, that sucked." <laughs> Stout did not like the squirrel. Uh, I think it would be very reasonable to assume that that one of them somewhere is. I don't know that any of you would be able to identify it. Oh but. no, no, but just the idea that probably yeah. one of them is. During our oh my god, I guess during the time from when we showed back up to now, would there have would there have been like a demi plane that would have just appeared on the map for, I guess, story reasons? This is like a question for the group. I'm trying, I was going to ask for, uh, for us to move the calendar to a specific time because something had happened that might have created a, like an, a demi plane in existence, but now I can't. Remember like, what... have we encountered anything that may have caused the creation of a demiplane? Yeah. Is there a date? If we can pull it to a date and, and take a look. At the... I mean, I'm sure there's a date and I remembered it at some point, but now like it's literally just gone from my head because we had like slightly sidetracked. Well, I mean, if if you think Ellie would remember it, you're welcome to make a history check. <clears throat> I mean, it would have just been like a, a passing thought, I guess. Yeah, but I wouldn't penalize the. Layer for not remembering everything. When you're done thinking, Ellie, I have a thought. And then I have a thought. Yeah, I Ellie have... had a thought, and then it completely wasted away. Uh -huh. Um, 
that's a three. Okay, uh, Ellie, Ellie forgot. <laughs> no, oh, oh. All right, Don had a thought while Ellie was having a thought. Yeah, uh, um, it, I think it was on the uh, the fourteenth of this year when we were in the city of the dead, and I talked to Kelvin. Does anything shoot past the material plane? Do any more little white circles overlap? Um, specifically know, to Kelvin. Yes. I'm triple checking. I believe that was on the 14th just because, I mean, it could have just been some bizarre dreamscape, but I always felt like I just sort of stepped, stepped sideways. Um, no, I mean, so specifically there are tons of, of now that you've noticed the, um, the plane that you believe is Sirik's prison. Um, mm-hmm. There are lots of those little circles moving through and around and everywhere. I mean, to sit and, and really for example, take notes on what you see would be yeah. a, a Herculean task because this is all of everything that is. is yeah, I was looking for like if there was like a, a big plane. I'm not looking for like a minuscule, but okay. definitely, definitely not. Never mind. Just a thought. Well, I, that was that was I, that was my similar thought. Actually, was were there significant times where, um, uh, for instance, another deity that we don't know might have stepped in? That there was some planar uh, significance to some of those times where something showed up i mean yeah. not but there are significant times that we can look at and see if there may have been some planar influence on those times but that is exactly dovetailed into what barrett just had a thought about so he rewinds the calendar to a time before Cyric started the invasion of Waterdeep, and then he starts to slowly roll Dressling. forward until, until we get to the invasion of Waterdeep. And he's looking specifically if the shadow plane is getting closer and closer and closer to the prime material plane. Mm, definitely, yeah. And so then he keeps rolling it forward during the invasion of water teeth till Anders fall. Mm-hmm. Does the prime material plane and the shadow plane continue to align even more, or are they just kind of staying aligned at that point? So it's it's a three-year period where they overlap. Still in it. And okay. most of the time of the occupation of Waterdeep is kind of in the center of that three-year period. Okay, because the thought that I had was the Blue Lady said that she didn't know she was going to be able to hold this barrier. Yeah. I'm wondering if now the two planes are starting to separate or tear or something, and that's causing stress on the barrier, and that the movements of the planes are more than yeah. what her initial cast through Dawn's Forbiddens, <clears throat> if that has something to do with it or not. Although we're talking about a three-year period, so the matter of 10 days or whatever it's been since you cast that is probably not, we probably can't get down to that level of granular detail with this not thing. Three years, but, but, um, but from that... Tectonic stresses happening between mm-hmm. these planes rubbing up against each other all over the place that we've never been aware of before. From from that, it would become clear to all of you that the timing was perfect for Dreslin to do what he did. Mm-hmm. And for another year, it it is also perfect. Um, that being said, he is also under some time pressure. Because eventually, these planes will move. Yep. Can we move the calendar forward and see how long until the shadow would normally start to move away from the material plane yeah it's about a year from now a little bit less and 18 months was the next eclipse coming Mm -hmm. through the fire 
Correct. All right, should we go look at this ball of magic? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes, sure. we're going to look at the ball of magic. Real quick, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We take a short rest on the way there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe we can, can we like, like magic ball and then short rest? <laughs> ball of magic and then short rest? Yeah, take a look, let's take a look. Sure. So as you come to look at this, Marin would, would start giving you some information about it. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure what this is or what he did with it. I know he drew from it. Um, I think all the schools of magic are represented here. I think this is essentially a small version of the weave that he has somehow managed to control. He's built himself a loom. We're taught, are we talking about this dark bluish spear? Are we talking about the gobstopper? The gobstopper. Oh, okay. I love that it's the gobstopper. It's like so Barrett would ask if the gobstopper or the spear, either one, do either one of them look like, and the glyphs on the floor, do they look at all like glyphs, pillars, collectors? Is it look or feel anything like that type of magic? Um, No, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, you haven't actually encountered a sphere yet, um, so I'm not. I'm not sure you would be able to make that connection. Don has theoretically seen one in a dream, um, but you haven't actually seen one. So, um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there would be an automatic connection for you between a collector and and what you're seeing. Um, but Marin would would just walk to the center and. I I saw him use it. I think I understand it. Um, and you watch as Marin reaches out and a one of the colors streams into his hand. And I think, and he, he turns around and shoots dancing lights next to you. Um, but the dancing lights expand essentially to fill the room. Uh, nothing like a dancing light spell that you've ever seen. They're bright and vivid and completely under his control and filling the room. Yes, that's what I thought. I I think you can pull a particular school of magic from here to strengthen your next spell. I think that's how Andrew... I, I don't, don't recall him using more than one at a time, but I know he used it this way. You gotta get it. The kid was smart. I, What's is probably, this? Oh, at this point, like... Like uh, a, a four-year-old outside of a supermarket wanting to get on one of those toys. Can Can I ask a clarifying question? You said that he, this is like a mini weave of some sort, and he reached into it and he pulled out not planar magic, not like fire, water, earth. What you you mean? Like he pulled out abjuration magic, or he pulled out uh, yep, whatever. Okay, transmutation, abjuration. Definitely. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Each of the schools of magic represented by a different color, essentially. Yes. This they're all just swirling evocation. In, in the ball. Is there dunamitic magic in there? I was going to say, in the extras, are things we don't recognize. Nope. And what's in this bowl or this pedestal? Here? The the gems underneath or to the south. What look like gems or a lit brazier with stones in it? That's Here? the gobstopper. No, no, no. Right right by Marin. Yeah, that. Yes. That's, that's, that's the thing yeah. we're talking about. Oh, I thought he was talking about the gobstopper thing. Okay, never mind. No, this, is the, gotcha. this is the thing we're talking about. That's where he's gotcha. pulling from. Uh, okay. And he stood there to do it. The uh, floor, okay. um, 
is not animated, but you would have seen those those blue squares essentially swirling fast around him like while he pulled the magic out. Gotcha. So if I were to step into this and pull some, or Dawn was to step into this to do a healing spell and pull some magic from... Uh, it would be necrotic. Yeah, from the necrotic, like it would bolster yeah. the spell. It right. would do more of whatever you would normally cast. As far as you can tell. Yeah, it's necrotic, Ellie. Okay. Okay. Marin, can I... Marin would, would indicate to the floor, you're welcome to try it. Z would jump in there as quickly as possible to <laughs> the dancing lights and outdo Marin with his nice. It's because he, he likes dancing lights too. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, um, outdoing Marin only in style, not in strength, but yes. That, well, that's all he could ever wish for. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, and and I it, just, go ahead, Z. I'm sorry. And Z's happy to get off and we'll probably flip and orgasm, whatever. He's very happy. Yeah. Um, Z, it's a sense um, as you, as you pull it, you can feel that magic surging, um, and it feels like honestly something that that you're you're carrying around until you're ready to. Um, you can you can literally feel it. It's not as if it you know it's not as if you get absorbed and you immediately shoot magic out or anything like that. It's as if you you're carrying this resource that that is there for you to charge. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, Marin would add. I don't know exactly how he used it. Uh, he didn't use it often, but sometimes he would step in and, and pull something and then stand quietly and cast a spell. Sometimes he walked back over to his workbench and cast a spell. Um, he, he, he definitely used it. Maybe it's when he needed something to work stronger than he was capable of at the time. I, I think that's true. Um, when it came to dunamantic efforts and and the the planeskeeper abilities he was incredibly powerful obviously but for some of the regular magic that some of us find simple i i know he wasn't he wasn't as skilled as some barrett steps in grabs a little transmutation okay. and then casts thaumaturgy and okay. he can normally make flames flicker brighter or change color for one minute, and he looks at the braziers in the room and tries to make them turn purple. Yeah, and they, they would immediately turn purple and all just <laughs> surge up. Way more powerful than anything he's ever done before. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. I also think it's weird that thaumaturgy is transmutation and not divination, but... <laughs> Why? Because thaumaturgy is almost by definition a thing that is given to you it, it, it even says that you manifest a minor wonder sign or supernatural power within your range oh, I it's given to you by your deity but anyway oh that's okay I didn't that's know semantics that's... only a bunch of nerds would sit around and talk about planes and schools of magic and whatever on a random monday night but that's right <laughs> <laughs> by the way i am loving this session oh good i'm just gonna say it now <laughs> this is a lot <laughs> It is for, a lot. for a guy who oh didn't do gosh. any preparation, you're doing a heck of a job, Damon. <laughs> well, oh. this has been around for a minute. I didn't, I didn't have to do a lot for this one tonight. Um, but I think, in all honesty, I think you have you have completed the exploration of this room. Um, no, there's one more thing. Okay. Hey, Baron. Yeah? Who are those two guys? The statues. Yeah. 
let's just say be glad I'm with you. Although now that you're wearing the rings, you're probably all safe. Um, I knew it, is what Ellie says. <laughs> uh, they are, as far as I understand, they are normal walking statues, guards, you might say, from um, lots of spells can do things like that. But each of them is also magical, and each of them has access to this glowing ball in front of us. So keep the ring on. Certainly. <laughs> I think holding it would be enough, but let's don't find out. I agree with that. I'm, I'm fairly certain my blood protects me, but I'm not 100% certain, so I'm definitely keeping my ring on as well. Ander was obsessed with keeping this room safe and protected. Uh, you've seen all the security measures that he put into place, the cage, which would prevent most people from getting in here to begin with at the very beginning, and then doors you couldn't walk through without having the right status, a frame that you had to walk through with only blood. Uh, he was obsessed with keeping this safe. From whom, I'm not sure. Dreslin, of course. Others? Everyone, perhaps. So if we Mary, wanted to get you... back into this room without you, how would we do that if we can't use the mirror? I don't believe you can. Okay. Uh, unless there's some way to teleport here, which I don't know of one. You could probably use that. And he points at the, the magical glowing weave ball, the ball of weave yarn, um, the gobstopper. Uh, you could probably use that to leave here. I'm not sure you could get back here without, mm -hmm. without me. We could certainly... If it's important, spend some time uh, modifying the frame, perhaps, or coming up with some other way to do it. Although a lot of what we've done is plane jumping, and I'll be very frank, it's not one of my specialties. The wave waymaker can surpass scene jumping, Don. If I have a circle to land on or something nearby, yes. But whether or not where we are is guarded against that spell without, you know, being modified by Ander, I don't know. And I would need um, a, a tuning fork attuned to this room. And we don't even know where this room is. Marin would point to the calendar and say, it's probably on there somewhere. One of those little dots. But Very little dots. <laughs> Marin double clicks one of the dots. <laughs> Does it open up? No, no, nope. Triple click. I mean, presumably, to be, all, to be honest, bags of holding show up on that. But they're so small, you'd never... You'd never be able to track them. That's very um, Marauder's Map. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, it's just for funsy, Barrett is going to grab a handful of um, abjuration magic just to have in him to see how long it lasts. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, Ellie would actually do the same. Abjuration also? I was trying to look up a, look like at what spell she could test, but I feel like every single one of them would probably not be a good idea. <laughs> because the least, just out of game, the least potentially bad would have been an illusion spell. But then I was like, what if she ends up staying like that thing forever? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I was thinking about trying to cast minor illusion and see if it actually, whatever it is that I cast becomes real instead of an illusion. But I mean, Probably that wouldn't do it. That would work better than her like casting disguise self and then being stuck as whatever. <laughs> for... thing. Oh, <laughs> no one ever recognizes you ever. Kind of like you do your. Uh, uh, uh... Did you mage hand? Why am I having trouble with words tonight? 
<laughs> you should transform into a T-Rex and stay that way forever. Oh my God. I haven't figured out how to do that at will yet. So. <laughs> take, take a handful of whatever that magic is. Also, I... Polymorph, that's the word. They, I vaguely remember it being very difficult to carry or punch or do anything with my arms. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I, yeah, I will, I will scoop up a little abjuration and see how long I can hold on to it. So each of you takes a turn, just stepping into the center of the circle. Um, the, the sensation as the black, um, excuse me, the blue squares on the floor begin to spin is almost a, um, a wind coming up beneath you. And then as you reach out, abjuration essentially just fills your hand up through your shoulder and you can feel it surge inside you and carry it with you. Well, I'll tell you, and this would be most useful is when uh, I'm actually constructing the carpet. That might be a really good time to have a little extra. Not quite prepared to do that yet, but... Maybe this is the place you should do that since you can't technically... Well, I don't... Yeah, I don't know if you can... I would... If there... In the tower. Once... Um, of using the loom in here are there dangers against using something like your your loom in this area there shouldn't be no in fact this might be a a very good spot to work on that um yeah talk about a problem out would, is is certainly going to be a challenge that we would have to figure out but yeah. I, I would certainly be willing to help as in as much as i can excellent i love it um i i do i do feel like once you're in here if for some reason I leave, uh, you would need to be prepared to stay until I return. I'm, I'm just nervous about getting us in and out. I, I know the things that Marin allowed me to know, Ander allowed me to know. And if there are other security measures, which I have to assume there are, I, I may not know about them. And while these two giants could certainly be bested, probably by the four of you at least, there may be other things that can't. Can those mirrors outside be I believe so. I've never tried to move one, but they're, they're just hanging on the wall. Well, Barrett was able to shift one. Yeah, I picked one up and moved it around. Uh, but... No, just thinking, like, to be able to bypass certain parts of getting ourselves to this warehouse, maybe that would also, that would help make Z trying to come into the lab with or without you a little easier, but I don't know what it would be one, yeah. That yeah that like moving the mirror to Blackstaff Tower, or being able to carry it in your. Well, I guess you can't carry it in your locker, so that's probably not a good idea. Never mind, ignore that one. Yeah, it's certainly something we could try. Although I do think we need to be respectful of the security measures that Ander put into place. If yeah. he thought it was this important, I don't want to. I don't want to eliminate anything that he thought was important to be here. So if we can find a way for just us to get around it, that's one thing. If we accidentally open an entrance here that Ander worked very hard to keep secret, I think we need to be cautious. Of course. Also, for all we know, taking a mirror out of that room or out of that mini plane will render it useless. It might fail as soon as it goes to a different place to keep anyone from stealing mirrors if they ever found that room. That's also very true. There's... There's no telling without literally experimenting on some of these things, which I never did. There's there's no telling. As I mentioned, Ander wasn't 
especially skilled at any of the regular magics, but the things he may have put in place in addition to what's normal, well, some of it was pretty powerful. Well, Marin, if you think we've had the grand tour here. I think we have. There's there's one thing, though, you were discussing earlier, uh, the maps and things that you had come across. Um, Don, will you help me, please? Yes. Uh, he steps back over to the table with you. Mm-hmm. This one required two people. Um, if you'll open the drawer on your left and turn its knob counterclockwise, I'll do the same on this side. And there should be a platform in the center or an enclosure that drops down. And mm-hmm. as you both perform that task, there's a just literally from inside the table in the center of it, just a whole drawer just falls to the floor. And um, there are some additional notes in there, including, but not limited to, um, another star map that matches the one that you already have. Another star map? Uh, it's a set of constellation. It's a constellation, yeah, drawn on a The navigator? Star. The ship, right? That's the one you have, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. No, not the ship. Ah. Uh, we'll put it here. Meow. You know, this new feature where Mac hides the windows that you're working on? I almost love it. <laughs> almost. Oh, remember a couple weeks ago when you made some hand movement and all of a sudden balloons went up? Yep. Apparently that is a new Mac feature. That's not, yeah, I've, oh. I've now since heard a number of people. I just can't make it work that. anymore. I did it in an actual staff meeting the other day and I don't know, fireworks went off, I think, in the middle of it, so... Yeah, this is uh, a new map. appears to be a dragon, folks. Mm-hmm. There be a dragon. Here there What's be that dragon. Phrase again, Barrett. Uh, the phrase was where the navigator meets the sleeping dragon, his eye will show the way. What's the const what's the one that we have? The navigator. The navigator, the ship. Give me one second. I've got it right here. Save you some time. All right. I was gonna say Don't I can pull it, pull it back up, but <laughs> no way they're all together. Where the navigator meets the sleeping dragon, his eye will show the way. Are the two sketches we have um, relatively the same size? Like, yeah, I was going to, if I, I'm going to overlay them and then hold it up to whatever light source would be behind it to look through. Yeah, they, they definitely overlay. What does it say? What does it mean? We'll start to, you know, try to match them up. Um, why is he laughing? He's gonna put us because he's trying to decide if he wants to give this away or make people with Photoshop do the overlay. (laughs) Oh, can I do that? I'll do it. I'll do the overlay. (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) Results of the overlay is that our cliffhanger? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think so. Yeah, um, you may have to reorient them to have them overlay properly just like don would be doing in front of the light source i'm feeling like the two back stars in his neck and the two bottom stars on the ship are the ones that align but i don't i i don't know or if we go based on the clouds you could match the clouds in the backgrounds up because it's the same clouds behind them yeah but they're sketches so don't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll just tell you that whoever was sketching those clouds 
might not have done a great job. So we yeah, overlay right, them and it spells out gullible. <laughs> red herring. One says red, the other one says herring. Yeah, I was just gonna say it spells out red herring. Major look. That's what it says. Major look. Um so additionally, um as that drawer drops from the bottom of the table, um, the small toy set of um, planets and such would begin to light up um, and shine stars on the scene. And you can move it around and see what happens. Are you saying the thing would move on its own or you're telling us to move it around to see what happens? I'm telling you, if you chose to, you could move it around to see what okay, happens. Okay, okay. Sorry, uh, the, the sentence made it sound like it shone stars on the ceiling yeah. and then moved them around to see what happened. Yeah, I understand. But no. <laughs> no. Um, but that is there for for your use. Um, Barrett, you're the navigator. Yeah, Barrett would be... I mean, Barrett's just totally geeking out about everything in this room because it's all kind of navigational-related. So he he's in, he's just fascinated by all of it. But this would absolutely catch his attention. I can imagine that it absolutely would. Um, but I will also tell you that you've probably discovered all the secrets of this room at this point, except one. Where it is, I don't know. <laughs> except one. It's it's probably on that planar yeah, somewhere, uh, the planar calendar thing somewhere as a tiny little speck because it's its own plane. We think. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me understand. So as the, the drawer drops, the lights come up from the table and they could be moved around like as if they were. It's a planetarium. Okay. Yeah. So you can like move the stars around or we'll move it around to move the stars. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know how much further we're going on now, but if you want, Barrett would absolutely start playing with it, trying to see, first of all, if. It's the familiar constellations that he knows from navigating. Like if he can figure out, is this a Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere, or does it not look like anything? I mean, if it was Travis, he would start looking for the Big Dipper, right? Sure. Or, yeah, of course. Right to orient himself: is this is this our const is this our sky or not? Uh, it appears to be your sky. Okay. And is Barrett at all familiar with this dragon constellation? Because he's already done a check on the navigator, and it was not a constellation that he was aware of in the Faerun. Are we in Faerun? That we said we are in the Faerun sky. Um, that's correct. And the dragon is not either. Okay. Is it? Well, but but if I remember correctly, and I, I hope I hope I got it right. Um, it is it is possibly stars in the night sky that you're familiar yes. with. Right. Just not identified as a constellation. That you're He's just never heard of it as the dragon and the navigator, but anybody could name a constellation anything. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you all don't mind, if somebody wants to help me move this thing around, and I don't know if we want to do this out of, out of session or if we want to do it right now, but... Might as well. We can end on... We have six minutes. Rest anyway. Yeah, we got six minutes. Well, then Barrett huh? would... Uh, sure. Would ask for help and guidance and start to roll the stars around and asking people to kind of look. But would... he'll kind of use that eye of the dragon because it looks like it's a little bit brighter star. Oh, and on any of these sketches, is there any indication of color? No. Okay. If, Only 
So yeah, he'll start looking for the pattern to see if he can find either the navigator or the dragon using this planetarium. If this is if this is all happening simultaneously, like Dawn is looking at the thing at the two copies, and then Barrett is doing this like moving the constellation. So Dawn can't would Don Dawn would not be able to guide Barrett, right? I can. Well, I just need to concentrate on it for the minute unless he uses Barrett it. can guide himself. I'm just looking for some help. No, yeah, Ellie said she would help you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Z, got any music left in that drum? What are you trying to accomplish exactly? Uh, he wants to roll the planetarium ball around or whatever is creating the light. He wants to roll it around in such a way that he's looking for either the dragon or the navigator. That that I mean, now that he can see the pictures of what they're supposed to look like, okay. he's looking to see if he can locate either one of those in the Faerun sky. All right. I'm happy to help. Yeah, but can you give me a little drum? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You are so wonderful. Uh, I'm going to say um, a survival check. Okay. Obviously with advantage and inspiration. Yeah, with advantage and then the guidance. Uh, there we go. Survival. Good at that. All right, so I got an 18 plus a 4 on the guidance for the D4. Uh, and then Z, what's inspiration from you now? Only two on that one. Two. Okay, so that's a 24, 26, 26. Uh, a 26, cool. Um, yeah, that's definitely what you needed. So it doesn't take long to spin it around and kind of adjust and orient and get those things onto the ceiling in a meaningful way. Um, there are a number of stars around them that are not indicated in them. So yes, you've found the constellations, um, but it's still kind of unclear what they might make together um, because there are so many stars. Does that make sense? It does. Because um, like this planetarium is showing 10,000 stars and normally a, a lower grade planetarium would show a thousand stars. I, I mean, I kind of get that. So then Barrett would use I mean because he's familiar with the night sky he would absolutely then take out a notebook whatever and plot where these stars are relative to constellations that he does know cool yeah so that in the future next time he's looking up the sky he could actually see absolutely I mean so I, I in my head now he's got a very fixed he knows where these are at yes that makes okay. perfect sense absolutely and then the only other thing I could think of is based on any of the stuff that we just did with the plan planar calendar, does it align at all with any of the stars, like any of the little specks? The, for instance, the white circle of the Dunamancy one and the little brown gold speck of the Supreme Throne, do any of those align with like the dragon's eye and the navigator's mast? Um, no. Okay. No, they seem to be completely separate. Okay. Um, the planes don't seem to relate to the stars in any way. All right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Anna, were you actively That's... overlapping the stars or no? Mm -hmm. Did you find anything? Not yet. Because <laughs> I'm also listening, so. I will actively overlap them too. Because I, I created this like 50 years ago. You so... don't remember? Oh. No, I know what they're supposed to do. I just don't remember if this particular copy actually does it. So, no. <laughs> so before, 
before Anna literally pulls her hair out for the rest of the night, I'm going to make sure that this does what I think it's supposed to do. Um, Cause it, it, yeah, it's supposed to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> like when Anna had all the little slips of paper with the his body <laughs> shall mark the way <laughs> she had them all scattered on her desk. Exactly. And I just, I just could not, could not do that to her. Um, that would be, that would be awful. So well, I appreciate the thoughts. So, if it doesn't work, I will tell you as soon as I know that it doesn't okay. work. <laughs> I'm sitting here just spinning things. <laughs> but it should work. It should work. Okay. Where the navigator meets. What's is... the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Frozen. I'm sorry. Um, just in case I missed it, do we is this constellation Barrett called the sleeping dragon? No. No. Not in not to you guys. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. Well, and so are these constellations, I mean, now that he knows what they look like, are these constellations that pass overhead here on the Sword Coast? Uh, yeah. Every night kind of thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, it works. So, okay, cool. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, so Dawn, I mean, I I know these stars. Mm-hmm. Now that I see them in the grander picture, I know where they are relative to constellations that I do know. Um, so I can point them out to you in the sky now. I know mm-hmm. where they live, but I've never heard them referred to as a sleeping dragon or a navigator. But all you got to do is sail up the coast a little bit and people will call the stars different const. I mean, they, they all have True. their own names for the constellations. So it's not so much the name, I think, as it is in the dragon's case, it's these five particular stars. And in the navigator's sort of... case, it's these six particular stars. Some but I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, maybe when we get back to town, in town, on that plane, maybe there's some lore reference that we might have checked in some songs or something we can find out where we might have heard the term for those constellations. Track it down a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Who would yeah. call it? Marin yeah. would would suggest that um, that it was his aunt who gave this to Ander. The aunt. His aunt again. Yeah, the aunt that probably you've already talked to him about, so that'll come up. Um, and she said that these co- the co- this constellation was very important to the family. The hmm. dragon. Okay. But that's all he really knows. Did we figure that out was a lot? Fun. Sorry, what was that, Ruby? We figure out a lot tonight. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot. Um, it's it's almost the end of all the lore to go with getting really? five, really. Yeah. What? I mean, you have to figure out what to do with it all, but mm-hmm. good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> oh. You didn't see it yet, Anna? Well, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> She's not, not yet, gonna... no. Multitasking is not real. Uh, <laughs> No, well, it's the not. thing is, like, it's you said I might have to flip things, and that immediately my brain is like, you know. So I said might. I didn't say have to. I know, but I already did the overlay without flipping anything. Okay. And like, I haven't started drawing lines yet. To be fair, but, do I, does this need to be overlaid on a map of Faerun? That was my next question. Yeah. Does it really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. After you put it yes, together. Yes, for real. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh snap. Okay. Okay. And I will say, based on just because that sounds like a freebie, but based on Travis or not Travis, based on Barrett talking about the map and talking about yeah. 
what he's seen, the idea probably would come to Oliver that it may over on or the map of something. Anyway. And that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> no, no, so, no. This is a lore. This is an in. This is a canon lore question. All right. Fair enough. Because it was my next thought is in terms of Dawn and maps. Do any of the names on the weird cipher map of Waterdeep, are any of them the Sleeping Dragon or the Navigator? I thought we had looked. We asked that once. Yeah. Did we? Because I remember I was asking something about names. I don't remember what we got. Yeah, no, you did. You did ask that. Okay. And it was. I think what I remember was that the words were on there. Navigator was a word on there. Dragon was a word on there, but they didn't seem to Mm -hmm. mean. They didn't seem to align with anything. Yeah. Okay. And then question: Do do you have to? Do they fit exactly the scale, the two images, or do you have to like stretch one or make one smaller? I'm sure Anna can figure. <laughs> I'm not asking for Anna. I'm asking for myself. But if you want, fair to enough. No, fair Anna's going to figure it out first. No, this, no. Oh, this what's with the attitude? Oh my gosh. You I have Photoshop. Come on, let's collaborate. No, no the scales are the same. The scale, the scale is the same. Okay. That's all I, I want. Wait a minute. A dragon has scales. Hold on a second. Oh, God. <laughs> but in game, we would know how they overlay each other because Barrett knows where the two constellations are and knows where they So, I mean, if you guys want to play a fun game in real I would life, like to play a fun game. overlay them, knock yourself out. Okay. But I'm saying characters know. Analyze unless games. Damon corrects me and says that's not true. Um, I, I don't think Ooh. the characters would see the alignment immediately just because there's so many stars above you. Okay, um, that's fair. But, but you do have the sky above you as a reference to to see okay. how they would fit together, which would answer the question of scale. Um, and no, they don't have to be scaled. Cool. All right. I will say, as a player, I love stuff like this because this is the closest you can get to an in-person when you're all in separate locations, like getting documents to mess with. Yeah. Very um, cool. It's fun stuff. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. But it, we are well past our time. It's 9, 8.37, 9.37 oh. our time zone. Um, and I think everybody had a pretty fun evening. I know I did. Um, I'm a sure confirmation. ripe stories. Um, Marin has yet to explain the ant stuff, which will definitely happen. Aiden's doing a bunch of shopping. He'll come back with the results from that. And mm-hmm. um, Renair has some information for you about, I think those that are on my list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in that case, congratulations, y'all. That's a lot of good, good stuff to be discovered. You know what? And I think, I think we, I think it's time to level up. Was this the key event? <laughs> yeah, but this is a lot. So go for it. <laughs> what level are we supposed to be at? 14. Who knows? <laughs> 13? 14. 14. Four, going to 14? Oh, wow. yep. Now I level. regret it. But um, yeah, I think that's enough information to say level up for sure. Very cool. So congratulations. Next time we get together after you have a long rest. Um, but there's nothing, there's no danger between now and when you rest again, as long as you, um so I attack you, the Minotaur. If you want to go ahead and do long rests and level up before we meet, welcome. Okay. All right. Hi everyone. Have a good night. Have All a right. good night. Good night, everybody. Great game. Bye. There we go.